Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. Yeah, I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? For real. We are riding this momentum, this force of energy, riding it into the final phase of summer. You can feel it in the air. Today, in this session, I want to get into momentum and discernment. I want to talk about Virgo, the season of Virgo, tropically that's happening right now. And I want to, so I want to get into the evolution of the zodiac to Virgo. And then I'm going to drop back into some of those hermetic philosophy, those hermetic principles that we've been going through. Today, we're going to talk about the principle of vibration. And uh, we got the moon waxing crescent after that beautiful new moon that occurred. And then it's going to be heading towards this first quarter square. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And there's a few things that have happened in the in the planetary bodies as far as Uranus retrograding Venus squaring Saturn or opposing Saturn and squaring the nodes of the moon. So there's quite a bit going on right now. And uh, I want to talk about how we can really catch this wave, this momentum and ride it into this new vision that we're building, that we're working on in our own embodiment. It's time to live it, y'all. It's time to live it. All right, take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, find your seat or your feet and just ground yourself, anchor yourself into the earth, the center core of the earth. And as you drop that anchor, observe the natural response of the snuggling in of your center of gravity just below the navel, kind of drawing in and snuggling to create a balance and oppositional balance to that, anchoring into the earth. And then as you allow your breath's rhythm, your own timing to synchronize through this awareness, start to invite that energy up, up through your central axis and out the crown and just expand it into the the broadness of the sky above from horizon to horizon, just the broadness. Observe the field that's above to the periphery, behind, in front of, and below. And just really center yourself in your own energetic space bubble, your field. And then sometimes I like to take my hands to my heart for this. Maybe one hand on the heart, one hand just below the navel. Or you can just be easy. And just feel the synchronizing of your own breath rhythm. In tune with this awareness, this presence that you're, you're becoming tuned into in your own field. And through that heartbeat, through your rhythmic heartbeat, Begin to observe the pulse, the pulse of that rhythm that 
resonates and reverberates through your physical body into the energetic field, the space bubble. And just be with that for a moment. Observe that. Really understand the own, we, we want to develop our, our connection and our relationship to our own center, our own presence, and really feeling what that vibrational resonance is. Because that's really what it's about, in my personal opinion. It's about us really developing this, our own resonant frequency, tuning our vibration in such a way that our presence, our very presence emanates that vibration. It, it pulses through the field with a really clear, intended, clear and precise vibration that is our own signature. And, you know, this is important. You can shake it off a little bit. This is important as we core calibrate because each one of us has our own unique center of gravity. And it's important for us to start to see how when we tune into our field, we might notice you might you may begin to notice maybe there's places in in your auric field whether it's to the periphery of the right or the left or maybe the back side or up in 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 the upper back side or sometimes it's in the front i mean there's we are all so unique and so i want us to start to as we as we tune into our center as we meditate as we center ourselves as we pr- practice our own our own way of living throughout the day, just this one to three breath reset that we've talked about, but also this ability to really observe the field and see where can I bring more energy into those stagnant places? How can I circulate breath just with your mind, just with the mind, really starting to move the energy? And we're going to talk a lot about this today because this is the hermetic principle that we're exploring right now is vibration. And it has so much to do with movement. I mean, vibration is movement. It's this pulsing, energetic movement. And so as we tune in, as we calibrate the core, and we and we start to finesse our own understanding of our nature, our own understanding of the nature of our true center, then we can begin to really, when we anchor into the earth and we expand into the sky and we take up that space, we can fortify our field in such a way where we're strong and we're clear and we're aware from that presence, from that place. Not only can we communicate better outwardly, but we can receive the communication more efficiently as well. That tuning in gives us an opportunity to be able to sense in the field, disturbances in the force, so to speak. We can sense if there's if there's, you know, we can just sense the things. And, and we, I talk about the sensory system so much. It is, it is like the message of the times and this dawning of, of the Aquarian age. The, the message is to tune into the self, to fortify the field, to strengthen the aura, to strengthen the magnetic field in such a way where the core of you is solid and clear and vital. It's vital so that you can actually start to get the energy that you need. You can give the energy that you need to give. I mean, it is the maximum potential here that we're going for. And it. what's really beautiful about it is, you know, I get excited when I talk about it. And it's also really, it is very simple. It just becomes, it's simple in the way of just making time to just tune into the self and really start to practice in all the ways, you know, just practice that centering 
It takes but a moment. And then the more the more present we get with that, the more real we get with ourselves, it helps us to develop our sense of trust and our sense of of really like being able to tune into ourselves and listen, to follow our guidance. This is important. This is part of the discernment that's happening too. The center, the more clear we are in our center of gravity, the more focused that we are and in tune and in touch with the field, the the more that we can discern in this world and think critically and mindfully and intelligently. It's this next level of communication that that comes in and so I, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as well as we get into what Virgo all means. But before we do, let's just tune in really quick with our one to three breath reset, however many you want. I also want to encourage you that it really just takes one breath to tune in. And we just, we should always practice this throughout the day as much as possible. Yeah, so let's practice the one to three breath reset. And you're just going to, Use your own breath's rhythm, your own breath's timing to expand yourself through these cues that I'm giving. And I want to encourage you to, again, as you, as we suspend the breath, which we will do in this one today, as we suspend the breath, I would love for you to just tune into your heartbeat. If you can create stillness in your field and in your mind and in your heart, in your emotional state enough to feel the heartbeat, your your precious rhythmic beat. I just want you to come into tune with this, you know, feel it. It's so good for you. Okay. So anchor yourself, ground into the earth. And then in your own timing, you're going to invite the breath in through the nose to the edge of your capacity. And when you get to that edge, you're going to suspend the breath. Invite a little more breath in when you're ready. And exhale. notice how on your exhale there's this this ebb and flow this natural at the bottom of the inhale of the exhale we want to inhale at the edge of the expanded of the inhale expansion of the inhale we want to exhale start to own that rhythm that that transition between the in and the out gracefully own it Be graceful in the transitions as much as you can. This will teach your nervous system to tune in more efficiently and and calmly. Train yourself to be calm in these transitions of the breath. Let's try one more time. Nice in your own rhythmic timing. Nice and deep. Inhale. Suspend. And expand. And exhale. Awesome. Okay. 
So now that we've calibrated the core and we've rooted ourselves into the earth and opened ourselves up for expansion and clarity, we can tune into the cosmic synchronization of it all. <laughs> so I want to talk about Virgo. The sun is in the sign of Virgo right now. Sidereally, it is in the sign of Leo. The sign of Virgo right now, This we are in the first 10 degrees of the sign of Virgo. And Virgo is an earth sign. It is the second earth sign that we've experienced in since we started this zodiacal new year in the sign of Aries, Taurus being the first. And so we're here again back to an earth sign, which is an immutable fate. It's an immutable modality, which means that it's it's the sign, mutable signs are the signs that happen before we change seasons. They're transformative. They're mutable. They change. There's, there's this, this transformation and movement that happens in mutable signs. There, there's a lot of movement, actually. So much that, you know, we come from this fixed signs. We came from the fixed sign. The middle of the season is, is always fixing to the end, which this is a slippery time when you can start to feel, you can almost feel the beginnings, the endings of the old season and the beginnings of the new season. And we're still in the middle of it, making our way through the process. And that's something that I really, really love about understanding these cycles and seasons is that the more we are living in rhythm, the more tuned in I come into the these patterns of the sun and the moon, the more I can, f I, I feel them, actually, it becomes more of a sensory experience than it does just, I mean, environmental as well. And, you know, on scheduling, I mean, the whole thing, but on a really starting to feel it on a sensory level, this phasing this mutable energy of Virgo in particular is a really beautiful one because we've come from the sun, the full illumination of summer that the summer that the season of summer brings in the northern hemisphere. We're we're phasing out of summer into the autumn. And with that said, all of the light, all of the growth, all of the experience, all of the in you know, all of the clarity that we've gained from having this full illumination of the sun is now starting to, we can feel it changing and transforming, slightly fading as the gardens are changing. This is harvest time. This is where we're preparing for the fall, preparing for the autumnal phase where, where the energy starts to recede and pull back into the earth. And so it's a really... In the, I love talking about the evolution of the zodiac because there's, it's so profound. But when you think about Virgo, it is this sign that is coming from. It is. It just we just experienced the Leo energy, which is all about enlightening the self and uplifting the self and stepping into the the power of the self and the expression of the self. And it's so good. It's all about me, baby. I need to nurture me. And then Virgo is like, and I have to get ready for the fall and for the other, which is Libra, where we start to invite outside feedback in. It's really deep. So, you know, the way that I look at the Virgo energy is it's very 
it's it becomes very mindful in in what's most important. It's critically minded. It's it's looking at the foundation, the clarity of of what's most important to move forward. And it's very discerning. There's this ability through all the clarity, all the light and all the the energy and creativity that comes from summer, it now becomes this time of like, we've got to harvest and prepare and gather and prepare and prepare. (laughs) And we have to gather. (laughs) It's very much a, you know, like I always think of the little squirrels running, you know, gathering. You should see the birds right now. That's what I will say. The birds at my house right now are getting busy. You can see them gathering things and getting, you know, some of them are taken out, like they're fading. They're getting ready to leave. I think I think the season's going to shift a little sooner up here than it has in the last couple of years. But that's what I'm saying is like I'm tuned into the I can feel into the sun and the moon and the nature of of the environment and kind of feel that there is a change in the air. And that's one of the things that I love about Virgo because it requires us to okay this the light's about to fade so I have to make sure that I have all the things that I need organized and clear and and in a proper place and in space that I can sustain myself through the the dark seasons where the light is faded and there's you know once we cross that equinox it's like it, it we slip slide into towards solstice where the it gets really dark quickly, you know? And so these are these last moments of the light that we have in the, in the celestial or in the solar cycle where we're really being able, being given this opportunity to, to make hay, as they say, to gather your resources, to be clear about what are my resources? What do I need? What's important for me to survive and live? And also, how do I get humble with, you know, because you can't take it all with you when you go. So where's the humility? Where's the, 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 this like giving reverence to the earth and, and gratitude for what I do have? You know, it's like, we do have a good harvest. We do have a good bounty coming in. We do have food. We have clothing. We have shelter. We have water. I mean, really giving thanks and, and appreciation for the things that we have that that we will need to carry us forward. You know, so, you know, Virgo gets a bad rap sometimes because it's so precise and it's so discerning that sometimes it can be over that discernment can can come across as a little overbearing or a little little perfectionist in a way. And so that's like the downside. And I got to quote my homegirl, Patty, Patty Clark. She she coined this phrase Virgosis, which I do love because the Virgosis is it's a thing, you know, and it's this way of being of like really cleaning and gathering and preparing. And there, there's nobody better at these organization skills in the Zodiac than a Virgo, because the Virgo is also making space for the other too. It's like this, it's coming from this place of like, really wanting to have an offering to be able to like, you know, survive and also be able to, to like share and take care you know, there's a care involved with Virgo. This is the ruler of the sixth house of health and wellness. It's like so much about this caring and nurturing and, and healing capacity as well. So the other thing that's so beautiful about this as we weave through through our understanding of Virgo is that Virgo is plant the planetary ruler of Virgo is Mercury which is also ruled by Gemini. 
And Mercury is actually, you know, Hermes. <laughs> Mercury is the the messenger, the 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 messenger of the gods is what they call Mercury, Hermes, which basically rips, rips around the solar system and, and delivers messages, messages of clear messages to and from, but also of messages of health, messages of wisdom, messages of understanding in the intellectual realm. It's so cool because when you think about Hermes, we've been talking about the hermetic principles. So the, the philosophy behind the Hermes, the hermetic principles is supposedly founded by Hermes Trismegistus, Trismegistus, depending on how you want to pronounce it. So it's kind of neat because we're going to, we're getting back into the hermetic principles here. We will in a few, but I just wanted to weave that in that, you know, Mercury is an, another layer or, you know, Virgo is another layer of that communication piece that we get it's like a second layer from what we evolved from through through gemini you know so like here comes the evolution of the zodiac you have the spark of life and will that comes through aries and then you have the sensory experience that is looking to be found and experienced through the sign of taurus and then we have the thought mental and intellectual processing that comes through in Gemini. And then the emotional interpretation and experience through the sign of cancer. And then that light, that soul expression, that that expression that comes from all that we've learned and all that we've come to experience through the mental and emotional and sensory will to live is expressed through the sign of Leo. And then Virgo comes in and finesses it a little bit. It cleans it up. It makes it more precise. It tidies it up and and makes it presents it in a way where puts it in a way where it actually becomes a little bit more like I said it's more there's more precision, there's more focus involved. It it has this effect on when I think of Virgo too, I think so much about its its effect on being able to really process on that next level of being able to express the self through a really humble and embodied way. It's earth again. It's an earth expression. And so it's the flower, it's the sunflowers. It's all the all of the grains that come in at this time. It's like all of the long labored all of the long labored things are like that come to fruition towards the fi this final phase. I feel like it's a really beautiful, um, you know, like it's the, the, the image is actually the virgin, which, or whatever that means, but the, it's a woman and she's whole, you know, she's holding wheat and that's the whole, that's the whole, you know, archetype around Virgo is this woman bearing wheat and it, there's so much about fertility and harvest and expression and like I can I bring life it's it brings life with precision and grace and beauty you know and and wisdom because it's embodiment it's a human body which is unique we haven't had that since Gemini in the archetypes of the zodiac so so many layers <laughs> there's so many layers right and always, I just say, like, 
You make your own observation and your own connections. Observation and correlation, Jeffrey Wolf Green. The more you can you can tune into yourself and really, again, it's like your center of gravity. It's your experience. What's your center of gravity say? What's your field up to? When you, when you tune into that and you organize it in such a way, then you can start to, again, send messages, receive messages clearly through an embodied state. You know, and I always say this, like this, this is something that my Pilates and Kundalini and, and Vinyasa yoga, I mean, all my yoga practices have taught me is that so much of this stuff happens. Like if you follow the, following the energy, as far as having it be really more of a thought and an, and an emotion and a feeling, and then allowing the physicality of our body to, to, to follow through with that. I think that's like, that's one of the best gifts that we can give ourselves is to like really let the energy and the rhythm of our own presence kind of like precede us. They say this, that, you know, your, your reputation precedes you. It goes before you, your rep is before you, your reputation is so much about your vibrational imprint and, and expression that you have in the world. You know, like your rep is your vibe. Your rep is your vibe, y'all. And so if you got like, if your vibe is all wacky and wiggly and moving around, guess what? People feel that coming from down the hall, from down the street, up the mountain, wherever, you know what I mean? You can feel that thing coming in if you're tuned in. You can feel these disturbances in the force, which is why this Virgosis, this Virgo energy is very much about tuning into the self, projecting it clearly, getting so just becoming making it like one of your highest priorities it's like it 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 becomes this place i've been saying this so much this word is like my favorite word caliber is like i say this word this is we have to take it to the next highest caliber i mean no more messing around hold a higher frequency hold a higher vibration and see how see how clear you can get see how precise you can get in your own center but also in your own projection and communication you know, so that to me is a lot about like the evolution. That's what I feel like we can gather from the lessons of Leo and really starting to like, there's precision involved now. We have to be, this is the time. Not to mention, <laughs> it's so beautiful. We just had, so the prior to me recording this, we are, we had the, the new moon in Virgo, beautiful beginnings, new moons are beginnings. And as the moon, you know, hopefully you're watching that moon, as the moon begins to wax, the energies are growing. So cool to witness the crescent, the waxing crescent moon, which is basically the right side of the moon is always going to be illuminated when we're waxing. So that means that if you look up in the next few days, you're going to see that crescent and it's going to grow towards a half moon, first quarter square. A half moon is when the sun and the moon are squaring one another. And so in this one, I talked so much about the mutable energy of Virgo and how it's very changeable. Well, squares are basically when when two modes meet at a 90 degree angle. So for example, all the mutable signs are Virgo, Sagittarius, Pisces, Gemini. Okay. So the mutable signs are the signs that happen right before the season changes. And so 
the moon squaring the sun is going to be a sun in Virgo and a moon in Sagittarius. So what, look out for that. That's kind of neat. Squares are uh, feel I my what I'm hoping happens as we, it's been a huge, huge impact for me in my life is to just I always say this, but to look at, if you look up at that moon. Just look up at that moon for a moment, because if you can see the cycle of the moon, if you can witness the cycle of the moon, just observing it, going from that new towards the, towards the crescent, towards the half, the right side illuminated, that's an experience. And I want people to start to like, the more you tune into it, you'll start to experience all of these astrological alignments that we talk about. A square... You hear about squares a lot, and we're going to talk a little bit about a square here shortly. The square of the sun and the moon is really, squares are just a half moon. It's a moment for us to say, okay, we've reached a halfway mark. I need to either push forward or I need to pull back. Is it going to wax or is it going to wane? That's what you want to recognize with the square. So if you've got a square in your chart or we've got Uranus squaring Venus and the node squaring Venus, you know, it's like, it's definitely, it can be, if you hear a lot about it in astro- from some astrologers, it can f- sound a little stressful. But I'm, what I'm hoping happens is as you tune into, as you tune into the lunar cycle and you witness and experience the half moon for yourself, <laughs> like in a clear conscious way, just like you can have some discernment, you know, here we go, Virgo vibes. You can, you can actually discern for yourself what a half, what a square is, what a half moon is. You with me? (laughs) It's important because this is the thing. This discernment is like key right now, y'all. It, there so many people are telling everybody what to do. And as a teacher of the Aquarian age myself, I really, really do my best. I know I slip sometimes because it's old habits hard or I'm, I'm working on it. I am definitely doing my best to offer up for one, myself as a living example. Two, in my communication, we can't tell each other what to do anymore. It doesn't work. We cannot tell each other what to do. We have to offer up ideas and experiences and allow people to have their own experiences. The only way we're all going to get move forward and actually like make this stuff stick is through an experience, experiential embodiment. You know, like you have to have a visceral experience. That's the word I was looking for. The visceral experience, like when you actually go through it or you can feel it on a sensory level, which is why I'm always talking about that when you can feel it on a sensory level that's something that you can recreate if you choose that's something that you can actually start to embody and practice on a regular basis but if it's just read in the book or if somebody just told you to do it and you didn't have a true centered present experience then it's just another thing you know it's just some more it's just a lot more noise and there's so much noise right now and there also are a lot of this, this back to this discernment thing. There's a lot of vibes right now that are. There's a lot of people that are, you know, I mean, not everybody has good intentions when they're sharing some of this information. And some people have good intentions, but maybe they don't have enough experience or understanding or embodying practice themselves. 
you know, to be talking about some of these things. And so discernment's key so that you can make the best decisions for you, that you can tune in for yourself. Better you have an experience and create it for yourself than have somebody else tell you. You with me? And so, you know, that's the thing is these last few days I've been, you know, as I've been hearing a lot of astrologers and seeing a lot of write-ups about this Saturn and Venus opposite one another squaring the nodes in Uranus and as well as Uranus retrograding. And, you know, Uranus retrograding is now makes, we've got Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus all retrograding. So there's a lot of rewind, revisit, reflect, redo energy happening right now. In addition to that, this Venus making these angles to to the to Saturn, Uranus, and the nodes is really asking us to fortify our value systems. The way I'm experiencing this in my own life is that my value systems, like I've I feel like I've really developed some new clear I've I've developed some new clear ideas, <clears throat> some new clear ideas around the way I want to live and how I want to be in this world. And I've been practicing them, you know, especially through the changes and the transformations that we've been through in the last couple of years. I mean, there has been a lot of growth and these are the days where we're, where we have to really kind of, we really have to work to embody those new visions and those new value systems and beliefs that we've, that we've been establishing, that we've come to terms with over these last few years. And so with that, though, there's like the slippery slope of, of some parts of the world and society and maybe people in our lives wanting to stick with the old and head back to the old way. Some people are pushing far, far into the future and maybe into a future that, you, that I'm not necessarily resonating with. <laughs> and then there's other things, you know, it's, there's so much about like, there's just, I feel like there's so much information and so much pulling us all around that. Again, it's requiring this discernment, you know, and so with Venus squaring the nodes and Uranus, it just like, again, just recognize that I, the way I look at it is it's a half moon again. It's like, okay, this is something I believe in now. Am I going to, am I, or maybe it's not, am I going to let that go? I'm going to get to this halfway point and I'm going to choose, I get to choose. Am I going to continue forward or am I going to drop it and let it, let it wane? Am I going to wax with this new vision, this new, this new philosophy, this new thought process, this new practice, this new idea, this new belief system, this, this new way I'm, I'm just ready for the change. I'm moving. I'm going to wax. Or you know what? That's not working for me anymore. It feels off. It doesn't feel resonant. doesn't feel like it's going to give me an energy moving forward. In fact, it's taking energy. Let me wane. Let me let it wane on back and let it fade. You see? squares. <laughs> okay. So as it comes up, as things come up, like you're, the, this is the thing too, I have to say, like, as we get more precise, as we get better, there's more little potholes, there's speed bumps, there's things that we have to be on the lookout for, you know, just keep your clarity there because it'll help you. And then you just get to the speed bump and you can choose wax or wane, baby, you know? And so there's that. The other thing with the, with this Uranus retrograding, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, anything can happen. And this is the, I mean, there's definitely some, 
There's some historical patterns that are repeating a little bit right now. However, again, the, no, the thing I do know about Uranus, I know that there's some unpredictability to it, but I also believe that there's some unique, individuated, like there's some revolutionary and transformative energy that comes from the Uranus quality. And I feel like by it coming retrograde right now, we're giving a chance again to gather our resources, to see where where are the places that are giving me energy, where are the places that are taking them, taking it. How can I how can I just stay on the track of where things that are giving you life, giving you vitality, giving you energy, giving you inspiration, you know, if it's bringing you down, let it go. The other thing too about that retrograde is that, I mean, there's so many planets retrograding. Don't fear the retrograde. It is a, an incredible, incredible opportunity to to gain insight, to reflect, you know, and to take your time. There's, there's a quality of that quickness is getting a little bit, you know, Uranus is like the lightning bolt in my mind. It's like a lightning bolt. And when I think about it, I think about how like the more clear, more precise I get in my focus, I can like, you can, you know, you can, strike while the iron is hot you can like i was saying before you can project into the future you can project into the future into the space before you where you're going you know so i was talking about that your your reputation precedes you it's that same thing what if your intuition your guidance your focus your like your your revolutionary individuated unique presence can make its way into the future you know because i feel like there's we have to almost catch this we have to catch a momentum right now. We have to catch the ride. Because if we can ride this energy and hold it steady, see, the thing is, is like, it's kind of like a slow dance a little bit right now, or it's almost like break or something. Jam. Maybe this is like the drums, drum and bass during the show when everybody's like, oh, we're just going to sit down. This is where you have to hold the beat, hold the pose, keep your energy steady, focused clear one breath one thought one step one day at a time you know what I mean and so the more that the more you can get with in tune with that then we're gonna get a sense of of really being able to hold the beat during change you know because the thing is is that happens in these mutable times as things start falling apart this is when people start getting you know we let our guard down there's change things are shifting so a lot of times people throw their energy off center and then whatever you know, so this is where you want to fortify the field, strengthen your nervous system, strengthen your immune system, you know, strengthen your immune system before the fall. It's like gather your resources, fortify that, get that heartbeat steady, project your energy into the future, steady, strong, clear, with focus, your unique resonance, you know, your unique vibrational resonance, let it ripple into the field. I dare you. <laughs> Okay. And so this brings me to the ripple into the field, the rhythmic resonance, which is that third hermetic principle, the principle of vibration. And in the hermetic, in the Kabbalah, in the, the book that I've been studying that has these hermetic principles, the, the quote is, is that everything moves. Everything moves. And the difference is, is the density or the, the length of the, of the wave, the frequency of that movement. So 
some things are really slow and thick and they move slow and the you can see like the curves are everything's longer broader bassier <laughs> and then there's the higher frequency where things are moving fast and it's so much that this is what's so cool about the hermetic philosophy the hermetic principles that if the the principle of vibration is that everything moves even things that are that seem inanimate or things that seem like they're not moving like a rock you know it actually it's just moving at a slower rate you know so earth really does have earth and third dimensional like <laughs> humanity we are experiencing a pretty dense vibration on earth we have to in order to stay on earth the question is can we create a balance and fine tune our vibrational resonance in a way where we don't let it go so high that we leave the you know you know i mean if you want there's a there's a fine line though like so this is the point is like tuning into our center of gravity we can start to really tune into that vibrational resonance that our true rhythmic pulse and so you know, they, there's another phrase, everything is energy. Everything is energy. This is a, this is a law of physics. And it's all, all the energies are vibrating at different frequencies, at different densities, so to speak, different pulses, different momentums. And so the whole thing is, is like, we just want to, rhythms coming in the frequent, in the hermetic philosophy but what we want to do is really understand begin to understand that vibrational resonance and so this goes back to again when we tune in through our sensory perceptions we can we can feel we can feel the vibration we can sense it we can see it you know it's like our ability to start to fine-tune our our own presence with this is is going to be so key because what you're going to notice is through discerning the vibration, you can understand, you can commute, we can communicate to each other through vibration, just through our own presence and an ability to project that and, and be able to discern it as well, you know? And so this is, this will make us all better humans, really. <laughs> if we could just tune into these hermetic principles, you know, but the, the, the principle of vibration is, is a deep one. It's a rich one. And it's super layered. The thing that I want to say about it too is I often think of the vibration. For those of you that have ever been on Pilates equipment with the spring, you know, the spring in Pilates, or if you can just even think of your own, of a coiled spring where it opens and closes, which is actually the root word of Kundal is the spring. The root of our spine of our core has a spring that basically we're looking to open up that coil in such a way where we make enough space for the energy to flow through the spiraling through that spring and then the interesting thing is is when that coil comes there's it's called recoil when things come back in and the, the spring tightens again on itself what's that you can almost feel a vibration you can feel a ripple of it if you've been in like a slinky even you know you can imagine a little bit that boing that bouncing effect we want to really get good at being like I was talking about in the core calibration section of this sesh, when I was talking about really observing the grace in the transition between the inhale and the exhale and just starting to 
observe the grace and the transitions in in everything, in that expansion of the spring, in that recoil of the spring. And that will teach you so much about the vibration. Because again, it's like you can, vibrations can come in hard and fast, or they can really move slow and pulsy and bassy. I just have to say bass, you know, it's like that heartbeat. That heartbeat is a nice steady pulse. And as it pulses, it creates a vibrational ripple. And what we're trying to do is fortify that ripple, fortify that 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 pulse in such a way that it resonates and reverberates into the field. Clearly. <laughs> With love. You know, that's the way I look at it. I'm just I'm just trying to let my soul shine, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, what I really am, if I if if you can get the center of gravity organized in such a way where the energy is pulsing and then we get the toroidal cycle going that ripple effect that pulsing effect you know the more of us that are working on that on our downtime just you know if you moved through the world that way just envision it for a moment envision what would it be like if you moved through the world with that vibrational resonance you know and we've all experienced it. I mean, we do it throughout our lives all the time. And so it's not about that we've never done it or we can't. It's more about how much are we doing it? What's the what's the the rate and the frequency? Am I lingering in the lower vibrations and the like down vibrations? Or am I allowing myself a nice neutral vibration? Or do I need to pick it up a little bit to get some momentum? You see, so this rhythmic, there's not a right or wrong to it. It's more about us being coming, becoming clear and intentional about how we do it, the way that we do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so practice that. Have a blast. There's always so much to talk about and so much to, to share. And I am just grateful for you tuning in. So thank you for listening. I hope you're having fun and just always remember if you want to go a little deeper with me you can always book a sesh at livinginrhythm.com um i'll be doing some fun stuff some group stuff soon i got some things in the works um but more on that another time anyhow i hope you're doing well take good care of yourselves and know how much i love you blessings and love y'all peace